It's May the 30th. Let's read the Bible. Friends, welcome back to this year-long journey through God's Word, from Genesis to Revelation in just one year. And here we are, almost to the end of the month of May and almost to the end of 2 Kings. Hey, let me remind you of something. If you have joined us since the start, and I suppose a lot of people have, and you want to know, where can I go back and watch the previous videos? Easy answer. They're archived in one, two, three, maybe four different places, archived on Facebook, archived on YouTube, archived on the Rumble video platform. But the easiest way to watch the videos from uh, from every day this year, go to keepbelieving.com. It's a little uh, drop-down menu at the top, and you click on that drop-down menu. It's going to say, let's read the Bible. And then you can go January, February, March, April, May, eventually. There'll be a tab for all 12 months of the year. Click on the tab for the month that you want to watch and come down, and you can see they're all listed there. So it's really easy. We want these videos to be permanently on the Internet. That is, until Jesus comes again, we want people to be able to watch these videos and read God's Word with us. Now, cliffhanger. Yesterday, here's Hezekiah, a good man, a godly man a man who loved the Lord. No one like him before, no one like him after. Remember, northern ten tribes are gone. They've been taken away by the Assyrians. Now, here comes the king of Assyria and his mighty army, far greater than the army of Judah. They are, it's not a fair fight. There's no way the Jews can win. And the king of Assyria has threatened the Jewish people with utter destruction unless they surrender. What's Hezekiah going to do? I mean, it looks like a hopeless situation. In these chapters, we're going to see how a godly man responds in a moment of crisis. So, let's read 2 Kings chapter 19. When King Hezekiah heard their report, he tore his clothes, covered himself with sackcloth, and went into the Lord's temple. He sent Eliakim, who was in charge of the palace, Shebna, the court secretary, and the leading priest, who were covered with sackcloth, to the prophet Isaiah, son of Amoz. They said to him, This is what Hezekiah says. Today is a day of distress, rebuke, and disgrace. For children have come to the point of birth, but there is no strength to deliver them. Perhaps the Lord your God will hear all the words of the royal spokesman, whom his master, the king of Assyria, sent to mock the living God, and will rebuke him for the words that the Lord your God has heard. Therefore, offer a prayer for the surviving remnant. So the servants of King Hezekiah went to Isaiah, who said to them, Tell your master, the Lord says this, Don't be afraid because of the words you have heard, with which the king of Assyria's attendants have blasphemed me. I am about to put a spirit in him, and he will hear a rumor and return to his own land, where I will cause him to fall by the sword. When the royal spokesman heard that the king of Assyria had pulled out of Lachish, he left and found him fighting against Libna. The king had heard concerning King Tirhaka of Cush, Look! He has set out to fight against you. So he again sent messengers to Hezekiah, saying, Say this to King Hezekiah of Judah. Don't let your God, on whom you rely, deceive you by promising that Jerusalem will not be handed over to the king of Assyria. Look, you have heard what the kings of Assyria have done to all the countries. They completely destroyed them. Will you be rescued? Did the gods of the nations that my predecessors destroyed rescue them? Nations such as Gozan, Haran, Rezeph, and the Edenites in Talasar? Where is the king of Hamath, the king of Arpad, the king of the city of Severaim? 
Hina or Iva. Hezekiah took the letter from the messenger's hand, read it, and then went up to the Lord's temple and spread it out before the Lord. Then Hezekiah prayed before the Lord, Lord God of Israel, enthroned between the cherubim. You are God, you alone, of all the kingdoms of the earth. You made the heavens and the earth. Listen closely, Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, Lord, and see. Hear the words that Sennacherib has sent to mock the living God. Lord, it is true that the kings of Assyria have devastated the nations and their lands. They have thrown their gods into the fire, for they were not gods, but made by human hands, wood and stone. So they have destroyed them. Now, Lord, our God, please save us from his power so that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you, Lord, are God, you alone. Then Isaiah, son of Amos, sent a message to Hezekiah. The Lord, the God of Israel, says, I have heard your prayer to me about King Sennacherib of Assyria. This is the word the Lord has spoken against him. Virgin daughter Zion despises you and scorns you. Daughter Jerusalem shakes her head behind your back. Who is it? You mocked and blasphemed. Against whom? Have you raised your voice and lifted your eyes in pride against the Holy One of Israel? You have mocked the Lord through your messengers. You have said, with my many chariots, I have gone up to the heights of the mountains, to the far recesses of Lebanon. I cut down its tallest cedars, its choice cypress trees. I came to its farthest outpost, its densest forest. I dug wells and drank water in foreign lands. I dried up all the streams of Egypt with the soles of my feet. Have you not heard? I designed it long ago. I planned it in days gone by. I have now brought it to pass, and you have crushed fortified cities into piles of rubble. Their inhabitants have become powerless, dismayed, and ashamed. They are plants of the field, tender grass, uh, grass on the rooftops, blasted by the east wind. But I know you're sitting down, you're going out, and you're coming in, and you're raging against me, because you're raging against me, and your arrogance have reached my ears. I will put my hook in your nose and my bit in your mouth. I will make you go back the way you came. This will be the sign for you. This year, you will eat what grows on its own, and in the second year, what grows from that. But in the third year, sow and reap, plant vineyards and eat their fruit. The surviving remnant of the house of Judah will again take root downward and bear fruit upward. For a remnant will go out from Jerusalem and survivors from Mount Zion. The zeal of the Lord of armies will accomplish this. Therefore, this is what the Lord says about the king of Assyria. He will not enter this city, shoot an arrow here, come before it with a shield, or build up a siege ramp against it. He will go back the way he came, and he will not enter this city. This is the Lord's declaration. I will defend this city and rescue it for my sake and for the sake of my servant David. That night, the angel of the Lord went out and struck down 185,000 in the camp of the Assyrians. When the people got up the next morning, there were all the dead bodies. So King Sennacherib of Assyria broke camp and left. He returned home and lived in Nineveh. One day, while he was worshiping in the temple of his god Nisroch, his sons Adramelech and Sharazer struck him down with the sword and escaped to the land of Ararat. Then his son Esarhaddon became king in his place. 2 Kings 20. So God has given Hezekiah, the people of Judah, a great victory. Read on. Chapter 20. In those days, Hezekiah became terminally ill. The prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, came and said to him, 
This is what the Lord says. Set your house in order where you were about to die. You will not recover. Then Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Please, Lord, remember how I have walked before you faithfully and wholeheartedly and have done what pleases you. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Isaiah had not yet gone out of the inner courtyard when the word of the Lord came to him. Go back and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people, this is what the Lord God of your ancestor David says. I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Look, I will heal you. On the third day from now, you will go up to the Lord's temple. I will add 15 years to your life. I will rescue you from and this city from the grasp of the king of Assyria. I will defend this city for my sake and for the sake of my servant David. Then Isaiah said, Bring a lump of pressed figs. So they brought it and applied it to his infected skin, and he recovered. Hezekiah had asked Isaiah, What is the sign that the Lord will heal me, that I will go up to the Lord's temple on the third day? Isaiah said, This is the sign to you from the Lord, that he will do what he has promised. Should the shadow go ahead ten steps or go back ten steps? Then Hezekiah answered, It's easy for the shadow to lengthen ten steps. No, let the shadow go back ten steps. So the prophet Isaiah called out to the Lord, and he brought the shadow back the ten steps that had descended on the stairway of Ahaz. At that time, Merodach Baladin, son of Baladin, king of Babylon, sent letters and a gift to Hezekiah since he heard that he'd been sick. Hezekiah listened to the letters and showed the envoys his whole treasure house, the silver, the gold, the spices, and the precious oil, and his armory and everything that was found in his treasuries. There was nothing in his palace and in all his realm that Hezekiah did not show them. I pause here to say, that was a mistake. Then the prophet Isaiah came to King Hezekiah and asked him, where did these men come from and what did they say to you? Hezekiah replied, they came from a distant country, from Babylon. Isaiah asked, what have they seen in your palace? Hezekiah answered, they've seen everything in my palace. There isn't anything in my treasuries that I didn't show them. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, Hear the word of the Lord. Look, the days are coming when everything in your palace and all that your predecessors have stored up until today will be carried off to Babylon. Nothing will be left, says the Lord. Some of your descendants who came from you, whom you father, will be taken away, and they will become eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. Then Hezekiah said to Isaiah, The word of the Lord that you have spoken is good. For he thought, Why not? if there will be peace and security during my lifetime. The rest of the events of Hezekiah's reign, along with all his might and how he made the pool and the tunnel and brought water into the city, are written in the historical record of Judah's kings. Hezekiah rested with his ancestors, and his son Manasseh became king in his place. It was a dumb thing to do. Hezekiah was a very good man, but the Babylonians, they're going to be the ones ultimately to come back and loot the temple. By showing them everything, he was virtually baiting the hook, inviting them, inviting them to come. We'll get to that later as we read through this story. Second Kings 21. Manasseh was 12 years old when he became king, and he reigned 55 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Hepzibah. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight, imitating the detestable practices of the nations that the Lord had dispossessed before the Israelites. He rebuilt the high places that his father Hezekiah destroyed, and he reestablished the altars for Baal. He made an Asherah as, the, as King Ahab of Israel had done. He also bowed and worshipped all the stars in the sky and served them. 
He built altars in the Lord's temple where the Lord had said, Jerusalem is where I will put my name. He built altars to all the stars in the sky in both courtyards of the Lord's temple. He sacrificed his son in the fire, practiced witchcraft and divination, and consulted mediums and spiritists. He did a huge amount of evil in the Lord's sight, angering him. Manasseh set up the carved image of Asherah, which he made in the temple that the Lord had spoken about to David and his son Solomon. I will establish my name forever in this temple and in Jerusalem, which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel. I will never again cause the feet of the Israelites to wander from the land I gave to their ancestors. If only they will be careful to do all I have commanded them, the whole law that my servant Moses commanded them. But they did not listen. Manasseh caused them to stray, so they did worse evil than the nations the Lord had destroyed before the Israelites. The Lord said to his servants, the prophets, since King Manasseh of Judah has committed all these detestable acts, worse evil than the Amorites who preceded him had done, and by means of his idols has also caused Judah to sin, this is what the Lord God of Israel says. I am about to bring such a disaster on Jerusalem and Judah that everyone who hears about it will shudder. I will stretch over Jerusalem the measuring line used on Samaria and the mason's level used on the house of Ahab. I will wipe Jerusalem clean as one wipes a bowl, wiping it and turning it upside down. I will abandon the remnant of my inheritance and hand them over to their enemies. They will become plunder and spoil to all their enemies because they have done what is evil in my sight and have angered me from the day their ancestors came out of Egypt until today. Manasseh also shed so much innocent blood that he filled Jerusalem with it from one end to the other. This was in addition to his sin that he caused Judah to commit so that they did what was evil in the Lord's sight. The rest of the events of Manasseh's reign, along with all his accomplishments and the sin he committed, are written in the historical record of Judah's kings. Manasseh rested with his ancestors and was buried in the garden of his own house, the garden of Uzzah. His son Amon became king in his place. Amon was 22 years old when he became king, and he reigned two years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Meshulameth, daughter of Haruz. She was from Jotba. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight, just as his father Manasseh had done. He walked in all the ways his father had walked. He served the idols his father had served. He bowed and worshiped to them. He abandoned the Lord God of his ancestors and did not walk in the ways of the Lord. Ammon's servants, Ammon's servants conspired against him and put the king to death in his own house. The common people killed all who had conspired against King Ammon, and they made his son Josiah king in his place. The rest of the events of Ammon's reign, along with his accomplishments, are written in the historical record of Judah's kings. He was buried in his tomb in the garden of Uzzah, and his son Josiah became king in his place. Hezekiah was a good king. He was a really good king. He, he was great. He was amazing. He did good. He did good for the Lord and the Lord's people. He won great victories. He faced down Sennacherib. God answered his prayer. I mean, just miracles happened. But it was also a foolish thing he did. You know, sometimes smart people can be really dumb. That was a dumb thing to show, to, to, to pray the Babylonian, to pray the Babylonians through the temple and show them all the treasures. They're going to come after those treasures and not too long down the road. Then the shock comes after a great king, a godly man, comes his son Manasseh. Evil 
beyond belief, worse than the Amorites, worse than the Canaanites, made worse because he should have known better. You have a godly man and a son who rejects everything he was taught. And he has a son named Amon who was no better. And then he had a son whose name was Josiah, the boy king. We're going to read about him tomorrow. The last great king of Judah. A massive last day's revival is going to take place. Now there's so many lessons here. God is not done until he's done. God always gets the last word. We're going to see tomorrow that in the darkest hours, God never leaves himself without a witness. You know, it pays to serve Jesus. It pays to serve the Lord. It pays to do right. It pays to obey. You'll never regret serving Jesus. And when you get to heaven, you'll only wish you had served him more. So let's go out, no matter how dark the day may be. Let's go out and let our light shine for Jesus. Come back tomorrow, last day of May, last chapters of the book of Second Kings. It's going to be fantastic. Have a great day. Come back tomorrow. See you then.